Okay, one, two, three. Welcome to Skalibot, the Icelandic podcast about drinking, bartending, and everything in between. In Hi, English. American and a Danish. <laughs> exactly. Pretty weird. Um, anywho, today is with us Viking Good from uh, the soon to open Jungle Bar. Um, and basically, here you just want Bacardi Legacy, so that's something we're going to talk about at some point during mm-hmm. this podcast. But let's take a little bit back because who is Viking Good? Oh. Where did you start? Where are you from? How did you get into bartending? Um, so basically, I am. Uh, I grew up in America, so I spent most of my childhood living there. Um, I went to high school there, all that, and basically, I only moved to Iceland after I graduated high school. Uh, when I was 18, I took a year off to kind of discover what I wanted to do, um, and I ended up, you know, trying a lot of things during that year, traveling a lot, and uh, I ended up taking up flying lessons and really uh, enjoying that. So I started uh, on the road to become a pilot. Uh, and in the meantime, I needed uh, money basically to help pay for that. So I was uh, I got a job as a waiter at Hard Rock Cafe, and um, at, at some point, uh, the opportunity to work at the bar opened up there. So basically, I, um, I I took the job at the bar, worked there for maybe a couple months, and that was when the uh, Bullet Bourbon competition last year rolled around. Ah, okay. Um, like I had been a bartender March for like a, last year. Yeah, like yeah, March yeah. last year. I had been a bartender for maybe a month at that point. Um, and I entered it just for shits and giggles, basically. Yeah. Um, and ended up, you know, making top 15. Not not that it was a big deal or anything, but ended up, you know, kind of introducing myself to other, other you know, guys like of your caliber around the city. Kind of sparked your interest. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it kind of spiraled out of control. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got so. a job at Apotech and worked more and more and more. And then basically when the opportunity to help open up Fjafkalan, the, the new bar, uh, when that opportunity came around to me, I had been cutting, I had been focusing less and less on, on flying and basically just completely had dove headfirst into bartending. And at that point I was like, I want to take advantage of this opportunity. Like I'm so in love with this right now. Like I'm having so much fun with it. And I want to take advantage of this, basically. Of course. Nice. And so, basically, I just stopped altogether and went full into bartending. Um, it was a fun conversation to have with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I But, yeah, imagine. so... We've all had that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they were, they were actually incredibly supportive. Oh, um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and then it just kept going and going and going and uh, competing more. And then the ha- thing happened with Jungle, and that's kind of how I ended up where I am today, basically. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and it's been pretty short of a time period that you've been bartending then um like yeah a, year, a little year and a half. it's been like a speed. little bit it's been very very yeah. fast yeah a little bit less than a year and a half maybe yeah. like maybe like 16 months That's 15 months something like yeah, that yeah and you've had you've had some really good success in competitions and, and everything because i i think i if i remember correctly in uh the world class uh competition last year where you made top four mm-hmm. uh in one of your presentations you mentioned something about uh coming from a science background yes uh so i was a little bit of a science dork in high school mm-hmm. uh and i found that my best presentations come from when i'm both talking about things that other people enjoy but also i tend to give better performances when i'm talking about something that i also find really interesting like mm. i'm just more into it and when you're into it you know as bartenders you guys get it like when you're into it your customers get into yeah. it and then you yeah, have absolutely. this like repertoire going yeah. and so yeah so i tend to find the scientific parts of bartending more interesting like really when you start pushing the edges of like using different techniques and different ingredients and mm-hmm. using food science and your cocktails and so you can get these really interesting outcomes um, and yeah. so, yeah, I, I tend to like a chunk of my uh, of my cocktails in 
in uh, world class were definitely definitely kind of very sciencey, um, and it seemed to reciprocate with the judges and stuff. So so mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of where that came from. Even yeah. Pangea, a little bit of that you know geography geology background with yeah, how right. the continents used to be. So it's a lot of my cocktails. You can be like, oh, okay, yeah, I see. He's got <laughs> that. Nice. <little> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pangea was your legacy. Um, yes, Pangea nice. was my legacy cocktail. Yeah, uh, tell us about uh, what's in it. Um, so it's basically really simple. They're trying to stick with the Bacardi legacy just as simple as possible. Like even my first draft had more complicated stuff, but I just cut and cut and cut and cut till I made it as ridiculously simple as I could. Um, but basically, it's just Bacardi, Carta Blanca rum, uh, mango liqueur, just a tiny, tiny bit. It's so strong. Uh, sugar, simple syrup, you find in every bar. Uh, lime juice, found in every bar. Um, Hopefully. Fresh basil, just muddled in. I used to use a basil syrup, but again, for simplicity, just muddled. Uh, and then top with champagne, another thing you find in any bar. And if you don't have champagne, you can easily use, you know, Prosecco or sparkling wine or anything. So. And it kind of right. represented each of the... Exactly, yeah, yeah. Each, yeah, yeah. Each, each ingredient was representative of one continent, whether it was, you know, originated in that continent or whether it was grown mostly in that continent or whether it was extremely culturally relevant in that continent. And then the horrible joke of the ice being from Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah if we nice. talk a little bit about the legacy because it was a close competition. It um, was very close, so yeah. Like Jesus can, Christ. Yeah, exactly. I was like when we were in a line standing together and they were like talking about who was going to be the winner I was just oh I was just buried in my chest because I would work so hard for it and I was like god damn it like everybody brought it today Jesus Christ like, <laughs> it was yeah it was a very highly competitive man. Very, it was a crazy competition but very, like, like, let's take it from the beginning of the competition if we can walk people through who yeah, absolutely. Were, were not there if you yes because the unless you unless so we can, you were they can feel com- that we're there unless <laughs> yeah, you were absolutely. a competitor you didn't get to that's true, anything. yeah. I found that strange that it was a closed event. Yeah, like, do you th- think that was good or bad? I So I think that for the competitor, definitely for competitors that were newer, like, for example, one of my colleagues, Jakob, mm-hmm. um, he's still fairly new. He's getting really freaking good at this, though. Um, yeah. And I know for a fact that, like, for him, it was probably a little bit less nerve-wracking having fewer people there, just right. being industry people that you know and being able to focus on your thing, which could have definitely been beneficial for that reason. Um, but... I mean, these competitions in the end are usually pretty much a bottom line about, about you know, advertising. Like, these mm-hmm. competitions are about yeah, advertising. So I thought it was mm-hmm. weird that you wouldn't want to invite people there and make a, a big spectacle bit. of it. And mm-hmm. So I, I, I thought that was strange, but maybe, maybe it was, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like, first time in Iceland, they just wanted to keep it tight and yeah. uh, keep it a little bit, not let things get out of hand for yeah. the first time. That makes sense. Uh, like, I think they have, like, the sense. legacy in general worldwide have, have grown a renome, so they yeah. don't need to necessarily splash a lot of money to exactly, every single yeah, Exactly, yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe the first year, not a lot of people know about it, so it wouldn't have been that big anyway, so now yeah. they're prepping it for next year or something. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, it's been around for quite some time, legacy. I don't have an actual date, but Iceland first time. Which yeah, is, uh, Iceland first time. So yeah. yeah so next time it's really Finland. Huge. Next mm-hmm. time it's Finland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Usually it's like last year was Nordic finals with Denmark, Finland, Norway, and Sweden. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. They usually get together, uh-huh. have their finals, and one from each go to the global final. Mm-hmm. This year it's two from Finland, one from Iceland, which is you. Yeah. <laughs> so ha- having to compete yeah. in Finland, I yeah. assume Helsinki, and then yes, Helsinki. The winner of that is going to Miami. Yes, the winner of the three of us is going to Miami. So the three of us are competing together. Um, a third of our points come from our marketing campaigns over the next six months, and two thirds of our points come from just basically doing that presentation again, drink, taste, mouthfeel, mm-hmm. all that, you know. So when when are nice. you meeting in uh, what is called in Finland? 
Uh, so I'm meeting in Finland in the competition itself, I believe, is going to be in the beginning to middle of March when we're going to go back there and do our full competition and, you know, declare the winner because the uh, the global final, I think, is just the following month, like soon after. Um, but the uh, just to kind of introduce us to each other and whatnot, they're planning to have me go to Finland in January to meet oh. the two bartenders there and do a pop-up there. And they also want to bring oh, those cool. two to Jungle. Just be good advertising for all of us and good exposure, get to meet them, you know, just yeah, things nice. like that. I want to build a relationship basically yeah, between an order company. Also so. great marketing. Thing. Yeah, exactly. It'll so. be a little bit unfair if you were the only one to wow. get to go to Finland. Yeah, so. <laughs> for your marketing um, and then it'll also be good for me because that means, like, obviously it's a little bit more difficult for me to go there and compete there than no, for them. Uh, and so it's also probably going to be a really beneficial for me to get used to just things there in general, how things work, get, know, know how to get my ingredients ready for the competition, right. be familiar with things there, et cetera, you know, like, so, so that way I'll be ready for, you know, extra ready. So yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think if you, if you thought Iceland was weird, I think from what I hear, <laughs> Finland is a whole other level. I've never <laughs> been, so. Yeah, same here. I, I had a layover, Maybe but either. that's about it, so. Yeah. I think it'll be very interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I wonder how they feel about uh, having to compete with Iceland for a spot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, next, I'm hoping they're underestimating me. So yeah. I'm hoping there's like, oh, it's just this 21-year-old from Iceland. He doesn't know what he's doing. I'm, I'm hoping he's they're... not even Iceland. Yeah, right. I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping they're on that train. So stalking my Instagram, just seeing pictures of me with like my friends, being like, who is this guy? Like, well, hot rock out. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's post some more pictures of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that was also a question I asked Juho, uh, the brand ambassador for uh, Bacardi, uh, when when he came here first. Like, how is Finland feeling about going out of the Nordic finals and now have to come competing against Iceland? And he hadn't tell, told them at that point. I remember. Oh, <laughs> hey, oh my goodness! goodness. <laughs> oh, oh damn! God, it'd oh. be so cool if you went uh, and won it. Hashtag uh, finish the finish. Hashtag finish the finish. finish. Oh my That's god! I love it. Oh, it is. It is already. But next year, it's it's gonna be. Like Iceland's gonna be fully in it. Yeah, right? yes. yeah. yeah, which I was also very surprised awesome. to hear. Like, yeah, I figured they. I figured this was like a trial, and they'd be like, they'd kind of right. see if Iceland had yeah. the, the pool of talent to really bring it on the world stage. Um, I guess they kind of realized I right guess away. So yeah, I guess right yeah. away they were like, yeah, let's fucking do this. Like, I guess maybe from their submissions, they were like, yeah, these guys mean business. Because mm-hmm. apparently, do you remember him saying that of all the Nordic countries, we had more entries than anybody yeah, else? And that's insane. Which is that's ridiculous. Crazy. Like, yeah. All the other countries are a million people countries here. So yeah, three hundred, like thousand. I, I just don't even. I don't understand how it's possible. No, exactly. Me neither. Like, I think we but, touched on this like in a previous episode, but. It was either, we heard a number that was either 18 or 80. Yeah, and I think they come over, I think they said 25 or 30 in the very end. Which is yeah, like, oh, I think it was okay, like okay. somewhere, somewhere like, around that. I don't that, even yeah. know 80 people, 80 yeah, exactly. people yeah, in Yeah, no, I don't think there's 80 bartenders that no, know exactly what not. Bacardi still, is 20, in this town. 25 like, yeah. to 30, you'd think from the others, you know, from the other countries there'd be more you would you would think Helsinki alone would produce like 100 yeah, yeah, yeah also I, Copenhagen uh, yeah. also yeah and like I either way yeah like yeah I'm just I'm I'm really interested to because you know Iceland is is pretty you know new in the in the cocktail scene but yeah. we're big into competitions we, true, we yeah. really we there's you know, a lot here yeah the saturation yeah. of them exactly yeah. but, and also but, like, but, it's all about competition I did my first competition after I've been a bartender for three years you oh, did wow. it after right. one month yeah, yeah. And, now yeah. You're in, and now you bought just in every single competition exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. Been legacy yeah. but what World do you class. what yeah. do you think what do you think it is about legacy maybe that made 
that made the level of competition so much higher? Do you think it's it it seemed like it's more people just getting used to competing or something about the competition itself? Uh, I would think that at least two big factors being one just how big it is because mm-hmm. people every like a, like world class has been really big and people have right. been giving it their all in world class yeah. for the past mm-hmm. couple of years so to have another competition that's that big to have like something to go for was probably one thing mm-hmm. but also i think that it might have actually been helpful with how restricting the competition was because yeah. i've noticed uh, before in a lot of competitions people like maybe running a little too far away from like what they're looking for or getting mm-hmm. a little off track in competitions with but this one this and yeah in this one people that. were like they were like we want simplicity which one made it easier for like a lot of people that maybe are not as familiar with how to do crazy high-end techniques yeah. and whatnot and also mm-hmm. like having so many rules makes it a lot easier just to start somewhere and be like okay mm-hmm. no i start with bacardi like yeah. let's not yeah. go too far yeah so I think that probably was a big one as well. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just having such a big competition come for the first year probably made a lot of people, like, again, like, be like, I want to be the first one. Like, let's do this. Like, I want to be the first one to win in Iceland. Exactly. Like, everybody yeah. remembers Antrif for being the first winner of world class in, in Iceland. So I think just kind of a combination of a couple of those things is my guess why yeah. it was so popular. Also, in general, the bartending community is getting bigger and better in Iceland as well. Most so, definitely. you know, mm-hmm. if another worldwide competition comes in two years, I'm sure that's going to be an even more aggressive competitive final. So, yeah, it's probably nice. also good to have competitions between competitions. Right? Yeah, yeah. Competition. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because like compared to world class and legacy, that's two widely different competitions. Wildly world, different. Yeah. World class is over class half is a year span. Marathon. Of course, yeah. 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 And then also it's about making something crazy. You know? Yeah. Right. Fire to this and then exactly, you know, yeah. smoke and <laughs> yeah. well, legacy is something you can make in every single bar. Yeah, which is world. which is also nice. It's another like just the contrast because well I like world class and me gel. Like I I, I enjoy world class as a competition because yeah. it's just about like perfection in every way possible. Mm-hmm. It's not a, usually not about like crazy gimmicks or anything. Um, so it was really nice to just do a competition that's completely just turn around, do the opposite. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. Do definitely. it simple, good story, good. Exactly. Solid, yeah. yeah. Just. Are you gonna? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it your first world class when you uh, competed last? Uh, yeah. This, this year. This was my first world class. Yes. Yeah. Pretty good. First world class. And Thank you. Four. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> How was that experience? Uh, that was. How that much was work did you put into it? Mind blowing. Oh my god. The. Most work so I've much. ever put into anything in my whole life, pretty much. Um, that was that was a roller coaster for sure. Um, it started out pretty like so. It started out the first round of world class was only my second ever time competing, maybe third. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, basically in the cut of one challenge. And I remember I didn't do like horribly, but I didn't do super well. I went over, I think I went like three minutes over time and lost like 20 <laughs> points or something. And I was just sitting there afterwards going, what have I done? Like, um, but yeah, so it started off a little shaky. Um, and I remember I was, I was like texting, you know, the guys at, uh, at, uh, look at it every day. Like, what's my score? Where am I in the standings? Like, I want to know, I want to know. Um, People were savage this year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were. Um, so so yeah, um, and then I remember like after that I was like really bummed out and I was like I, I, I was like downing myself and stuff and I was like no like I am gonna come back full force and freaking smash this shit, and so basically for the next round I spent 
I, I must have spent just like pretty much every hour that I wasn't on shift or sleeping, just on world class, practicing, 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 making it perfect um, for at least pretty much from the day the challenge came out, basically, um, and ended up absolutely smashing it. And like it was after that, after that, um, and like hearing the feedback from the judges, especially the ones that had seen me in the round prior, being like, all right. Vegan came to play this time. Like, <laughs> nice. Um, that was a big wake up call because I've never like in competitions. I've like you know I've been in top tens and stuff before, but I've never been like uh, I've never like been like I was getting attention from everyone around town, being like you smashed it. Like we think you did best out of everyone, and that actually gave me the confidence. Ah, that feels so good. <laughs> it felt so good. Exactly. That gave me the confidence to be like, yo, all right, screw this. Like I'm gonna go top four and I don't care if it's my first year I'm gonna win like basically I was like I was like Yonwitra I'm coming for you yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah uh, and then top 10 was an absolute another mind you know it was one of the most insane days of my life uh, just a roller coaster from beginning to start basically um, mm-hmm. and yeah and um, the top 10 day was yeah it was one of the most difficult things ever because I've I've never like with the other challenges, I had figured out how to pace myself for one challenge, but not for almost three, basically, because we had to make three drinks on the final day rather than two. One was like a double challenge worth 12 minutes. That took 12 minutes. And so, like, I did not pace myself well. And so I spent too much time on my first drink and didn't have enough for the others. And I was like, I was like, oh, no, did I screw this up? Um, but it ended up going pretty well. And then another thing was that being so new, we had a test this year where we had to do, like, a blind tasting of classic cocktails. I had tried, of the 30 classic cocktails, I had tried maybe, like, three of them. And I was just like, what? <laughs> no. Like, so, like, that was another thing I, like, I... That, I, was, that was a fun practice, though, for it, that round. That was. <laughs> that was a fun practice, for sure, yeah. yeah. Um, but I got a little carried away with it. And, like, the stirred drinks, I, like, mm-hmm. made mini versions and, like, put them in bottles. And when I'd wake up in the morning, I'd, like, pop up and smell the... Yes, I know what this one is. Like, I, wow, I was going, okay, I was going a little, level. yeah. I, like, even my friends were like, "Dude, you're gonna <laughs> pop a blood vessel." Like, calm right. down. <laughs> so, Damn. first thing in the morning. Take yeah. A yeah. <laughs> so, mm, nice. <laughs> Brilliant. A little, a little early to start. Mm. A little young to start on that. But yeah. Right, are you gonna go for it this year again? Uh, so I'm actually not able to. Oh. Yeah, uh, Bacardi Legacy. Oh, yeah. um, ah, that makes sense. First of all, just just in terms of time, yeah, I true. need to be spending if I if I'm gonna have a chance to be Finland and and go and actually like be worth my salt on the yeah. global stage, I need to be spending a lot of time on on the marketing and stuff. Yeah, and practicing uh, and, and practicing yeah. exactly. And then the other thing is that um, it's very. I'm not sure if I'm actually not allowed to, but it's it's very impolite to be competing for Bacardi no, Legacy that's true, and then that, to turn yeah. around. Uh, and then it's a, yeah, conflict, it's a yeah. conflict of interest and stuff. And so just for both of those reasons, Politics. it's just off the table now, which is yeah. really heartbreaking because I was really excited this year because I wanted to just come and absolutely... I just want to, yeah, yeah it was, it's, it's been my dream for a while, but it's okay. There's always is next it, year. Is so. it not yeah, exactly. a bit of a relief as well? <laughs> That's true as well. I'm going to uh-huh. save myself a lot of stress. That yeah. is that is true. Yeah, um, and there's yeah, there's going to be plenty of years for it yeah, as well. Absolutely. But um, also, I don't know how much you're allowed to say about it, but you're <clears> opening <throat> up a new bar very soon. Yes, very, very soon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any specific questions or just kind of? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Name of the new places. I mean, we know, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. sure the rest um, of the people <clears throat> do. Yeah, no, yeah. basically, um, 
just me and the dudes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Them boys. Yeah, right? Me and four of my best friends are opening a bar together. Um, tiki bar, yeah? No, so it's actually oh. um, it's actually kind of like a... It's it's actually more of like a hybrid between... So we're going to... It's called Jungle, obviously, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. And the theme of the bar is... We're decorating it in a lot of plants and a lot of greenery, kind of like you would see in a tiki bar, but none of the like, none of the like Polynesian influence, no like tiki heads or even really tiki glassware. Mm -hmm. We're keeping that side of things really classy. Like we're gonna have just very nice, very clean glassware and stuff. So the idea behind it is basically just, you know, combining the, the basically like taking our favorite parts of different things and combining them together and. In the, in the end, we want to create the atmosphere of a tiki bar of just, like, everyone just chill, relax, like, no stress, no no pretentiousness in the mm-hmm. bar, anything mm-hmm. like that. But also, it's still just very clean and elegant and very simple, kind of. That's kind of what we're going for. Cool. Yeah, so how, how do you think that will fill sort of a niche that's been missing in, in, in cocktail bars um, in Reykjavik? So, yeah, so there's really only been, like, there haven't been many like late night cocktail lounges right. basically. Um, there's Vedder, of course, mm-hmm. um, which has been one that's been doing pretty well for a while. Um, but other than that, like there haven't really been a lot of the other cocktail bars have either turned into like clubs with bottle service and stuff like that mm-hmm. or not really kind of exemplified what a lot of people what we think a lot of people want, just a place to like go and have a good night but like you know music's not too loud that you can't hear yourself think or talk mm-hmm. to your friends and you know just really good quality drinks and you just a, a place that you want to be like comfortable and cozy yeah. and stuff so basically that's the void that we're trying to fill it happens yes. to be the bar that all of us want to open and it seems like a bar that the city is really yearning for and wants to so. see so especially if it's open past one yeah so we're going to be open until three o'clock good um yeah. on weekends Mm-hmm. Um, we we have the license till later, but for our own sanity, we can't right. we can't go any later than that. No. Um, especially since we we don't have any staff, it's just going to be the five of us keeping okay. keeping it alive for the first long while. Yeah. It it simplifies a lot of stuff just to have the you know just to have us running mm-hmm. it rather than yeah. having to hire any staff in. Yeah, um, I know all about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really it's, does. Yeah, you're opening you're opening the mop bar. You yeah. know you know all the ridiculous stuff exactly. we're going through right exactly. now. So. How big is the place? How many seats do you have? How many can you fit in there? So um, we are legally, from the fire department, allowed to seat 120. Uh, to have 120 in there, but we're not going to have nearly that many. Also, we, we're going to have a huge emphasis on service. Like no. We want to have top-of-the-line service all day, every day. And part of that is you can't have too many people in there. Once you mm. overcrowd the place, then people are... We want everyone to have a drink in their hands at all times, like yeah. basically. And so, so table service. Nice. Okay. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so we, uh, so we're going to probably, we're filling it with seats um, and we're going to have somewhere in the realm of, I think we're going to have somewhere in the realm of like 60 seats, something like that. So we've basically just cut it in half. We want everyone to be able to sit down and we want everyone be, to be able to have good service all night, basically. Um, and so, yeah, so... And we're, we're obviously going to make adjustments as it goes, and we're still, you know, we might get some more tables in later when we find space for it or design the place a little bit better. We're obviously still working with some of the old tables and chairs from the bar that was there prior to yeah. save money, kind of schmucking it the whole way. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Of course. Come on, why not? Take it yeah. as it comes. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. So. Maybe you'll talk a little bit about the, the people great. you work with, uh, Jonas and Jonman, dude. 
they must be the you know the senior bartenders. Yes, uh, absolutely. They're yeah. they're the primary owners. They they uh, and yeah, the, this idea started with them basically. Yeah. So they must also have had some influence in your you know <coughs> growth as a bartender. Some some influence uh, on your style or they pretty yeah. much had a hundred percent of yeah. influence <laughs> on me. So yeah, Hickinger has two daddies. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, uh, well, we call Jonas mommy, but yeah, so. Basically, yeah, they, when I got the job at Apotech, they took me under their wing. I was on Yonminter shift, so I spent more time with him, really, really a lot with him. Um, and yeah, they basically like taught me everything I knew. I had to actually unlearn everything I learned yeah. at Hard Rock to, <laughs> yeah. to be able to work there. They were like, no, it's you're going to hold a jigger so. like this. You're going to pour like this, like, <laughs> like whipping me into shape, basically. It's very um, important to have that. Like, it is, yeah. it is. And so it was It was a little jarring at first, but like I was so eager to learn and they were so eager to teach. So it was just kind of like a match made in heaven, basically. Um, and like I remember Jönmundur would send me home with homework to like look up classic cocktails, read X books and stuff. And he would take me on trips with him and stuff. And like he, it was really like just the ultimate teacher that I could have. And that's kind of the reason that I've been able to accelerate at this pace. Like... I, I couldn't have done it without these guys, so I kind of owe pretty much everything I have to them. Um, but it's been it's been incredible to go from having them as my bosses and my mentors to now having them as like my business partners yeah. and the the relationship all five of us have together. Basically, Yonmunter and Jonas kind of made me Ole and Jakob what we are, and so now that we're able to give back to them by helping them with this new place and all together is really just the most fun thing you could ask for. Basically, that's very very cool. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have an opening date? Or? Um, so we do not have a solid date yet, but we're basically just waiting for licenses to come in. Yeah. Um, we're having some inspections done. So sometime next year, maybe? Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that joke's been flying all. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, um, so no, we're, we're pretty optimistic that we can be open by by the very beginning of November, basically. Just a few weeks from now. Great. So, yeah, we're pretty optimistic about that. Can't wait. It's gonna be yeah. Cannot wait to actually see a yeah, actual absolutely. cocktail by like Exactly, yeah. Focus on one thing only and that's cocktail. Yeah, yeah, and the other thing is like we 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 not everything is not gonna be perfect when we open. But that's kind of yeah. Obviously, things are gonna be very but but yeah. So uh, yeah, like we're, we're we have so many more plans in the works. But mm-hmm. like we just want to get open and start making money and stuff so we can because we have so many more grand plans for yeah. the place. We've just been giving it kind of a facelift in the meantime with just mm-hmm. literally like none of us know anything about construction, but we all had to like learn how to paint and learn how to cut wood and do all this crazy stuff in there. So. But yeah, oh, paint is not the diffi- most difficult part. No. <laughs> we are like, really bad at it, though. In fact, we actually we actually painted the we painted over wallpaper and found out that that was a terrible idea because like two hours later it all started that. falling down. <laughs> we were like, oh my god, what have we done? Lost like a day and a half of work because of that. Yeah, yeah. I've been there myself. I know yeah. how it is. Oh, God. It's also very boring to paint. It's so, <laughs> it's not, the painting is fun. It's like all the little details you have to do. You're yeah. just like, oh, this is mind-numbingly boring. Hi. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. That's perfect. I think we got quite much. Uh, yeah, I think around, I think we we squeeze what we want to out of you. All right, fantastic. Yeah, but yeah, Vikinger, thank you so much. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, now it's time for you to get back to uh, preparing for Finland and yeah. legacy. Yeah. So yeah, we, we're a little more focused on getting the bar open first. Um, that but, too. So yeah, I, 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 yeah. That's a lot on the, your plate. It, it <laughs> is a lot. Yeah, yeah, but I mean. 
it's you know I enjoy being busy. I get bored when I'm not busy, so I don't really mind. And Yun Muntru was able to pull off world class global finals while also still in the process of opening jungle. So if he can do it, I can't complain <laughs> about yeah. it. Yeah, have something to prove. To yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? So it's like they they hear a little whimper coming out of my mouth, and they just go, "What? What was that?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but anywho, good luck with everything, yeah, with the bar, thank you guys. with thank Makati you. Legacy, um, and thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. Pleasure. <laughs> of Cheers. All right. Uh, thank you so much to Wiegenger for being our second interview on the podcast. Uh, this is actually his second interview in two days regarding Bacardi Legacy. He also spoke with uh, Andrew Davith, our, our friend, the Vice Man, who has a podcast that he has just launched as well uh, called Happy Hour. You can find it on Spotify. He's also talked with some of our other good friends in the industry um, who we hope to snag next. But, um, yeah, I think we wanted to wanted to uh, talk to Siggy a little bit about your experiences with uh, the Legacy competition as well because I wasn't able to be there because I didn't, I didn't enter. So <laughs> you got to enter next year, man. Oh, no, I was. I'm going to next week. You should. <laughs> next week, next year. Yeah. <laughs> next year. Being very good time. I'll do it next week. Exactly. Yeah, uh, got to no, start like, sometime. Compared to the competitions I've been in, the, the the level of the competitors were extremely high. First of all, um, like yeah, that's what I hear from everyone. Yeah. Um, no. First of all, the the form of the competition being closed, I mm-hmm. I really like uh, yeah. it I, because I think it's nice with the get together, just with the bartenders who was in the competition with mm-hmm. the judges yeah. uh, and all that. And we had the competition, then we went out for dinner, had some like had a beer there, had some food, and had just a nice talk with the the people there. And then the personal. winners were exactly a little bit on a more personal level. Yeah. Which I think is nice. It's nice to bond with the people of in the industry. Mm-hmm. And then the winners were then announced. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, also them there being not just you and a closed thing with the judges, but also a few competitors. Exactly. I don't know. I, yeah, I still I still like the, the open format. That's, the everyone <laughs> <laughs> That's just because you were not a part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, all in all, we came there and like um, just had a drink to begin with, had a shot of... Uh, yeah, Bacardi, obviously. As you do. Um, as we do. Um, we talked a little bit about what's going to happen. Um, talked a little bit about the legacy in general, the history of it, mm-hmm. uh, what the plan is with Iceland, and then we drew numbers and who's uh, yeah, who's, who's going to go? go first and yeah. last. Uh, nice. Sadly, I was after Viking Good, who won, so that's probably why I... Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I had to, had to follow the winner yeah, there. Yeah, exactly, that's yeah. always a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the... the the, le- the level was extremely high and people were still yeah. because it was the top bartenders of Iceland basically competing in this competition mm-hmm. you could still see everybody was very nervous yeah was everyone's even, always nervous yeah, yeah like you think maybe when it's a close competition there's only 10 people in the room that maybe eh, it's just my friends no I'm, still I'm talking I, to, uh, people like I could hear some some of the people holding the jigger and the bottle you could hear uh, rattling yeah. on the jigger <laughs> because they're just shaking yeah, um, I get I get sweaty palms just talking to you, knowing it's being recorded. Yeah, we yeah, all get yeah. we all get nervous. Let that be a lesson to all of any of you aspiring competitors out there. Everyone's nervous. Just do it. Yeah, you're going to be a lot better for, than you think you are. Yeah, also we're there for each other. It's not because person. Yeah. Ooh, you did terrible. Ha. We're right. Yeah. La- no. We're not going to laugh at you. Like. <laughs> no. No one's that competitive. <laughs> no, exactly. Not yeah. here, at least. Maybe maybe somewhere else. Yeah. Um, hmm. New York. I don't, I don't know. know. I really enjoyed that. It's the best competition I've been in, personally. Nice. Uh, both in Denmark and Iceland, and where yeah. Hope- hopefully before. we can uh, we can bring up the level 
you know, throughout the next year so that next year is even even bigger and better. I think it will because also this is straight to the global finals next year mm-hmm. instead of having to yeah. go to Finland first. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to um, like to you know take this you know this opportunity of, of you know having such a high level competition here to kind of influence the other competitions that we host throughout the year because um, yeah something that happened in the past week was uh, the new election for our um, IBA or International Bartender Association um, Icelandic Guild. Uh, so we had um, some elections for that and some new members chosen, and uh, that's a big part of what we do is planning competitions exactly. throughout the year. And um, and yeah, one of um, one of the new, well, former and new board members has uh, suggested to make a, a bit of a seminar, sort of on competing and and sort of a like a an intro for for first timers and also. Uh, like uh, pointers and, yeah, yeah. and how how we can how we can bring it up and do better and 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 you know show the international a... scene what we what we have of course yeah, but, but like seminar and competition because it can also be there's a lot of different kind of competitions it really depends, of course yeah depends what you no absolutely what the competition and is about yeah less of a seminar more of just like yeah I guess more of a, a seminar and less of a, a class more of like yeah. a you know different people talking about you know how you can how you can sort of um be more confident yeah, and, yeah, and do better because uh, every like yeah, like you said every competition is different yeah, and, exactly. uh, yeah and looking for different things and checking different boxes and kissing different babies <laughs> as you do <laughs> exactly no but like I can't wait for the next competition like, not after the, after this I'm, I'm just yeah you're ready, to, raring to go yeah ready to go to the next one and see like if if it if they can keep up with the, with the level because yeah. now I'm like I did not expect this I I did my practice rounds not that much, and then after like the first four, I was like, "Shit, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I should probably have practiced a little bit more." <laughs> we you should always practice a little bit more. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I'm so lazy when it comes to it. Like, it'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know that ad hoc <laughs> kind of a approach to it. Yeah, the last competition I did was uh, yeah at the the you know voting for the main meeting for the the IBA board, and it was a hot shot competition. <laughs> That's what I talk about, like different kind of competitions. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah, you basically need to learn what a hot shot is. Go thirty years in the past. Uh, Who does not know what a hot shot is? Basically, there was a lot of people who did not know, which it, was surprising. Ve- yeah, very many. I don't know. Maybe it's very a Danish many? thing. Hmm. It's not a Danish thing. I don't know. It's a Either way, d- yeah. You want to um, yeah, like touch after, on something else? Yeah. After we can get not left, but after we finished the uh, talking to we can do like with the mic on, we had a quite interesting conversation about like yeah I should have recorded that too huh <laughs> yeah we, we actually should just have it, like, stayed on uh, <laughs> that takes too much ed- much editing uh, than I have <laughs> yeah but anyway <laughs> because I think many bartenders have been through that where you have to uh, going from bartending in just like a, as a spare not spare time but like as a s- study job you do mm-hmm. it in the weekends while you uh, while you study and then actually going into full time and having to tell your parents that like, I'm dropping out I'm gonna be a bartender. Yeah, I like um, this a lot better than what I thought I was exactly. going to do. Yeah, because I started for business. I started in the best business school in Copenhagen back in the day, and like you know, after two years of my bachelor's, like this is not funny actually. I like bartending more. I'm yeah. gonna do that full time, and it was. And it took a few few some time for at least my my dad was a little bit more about like when are you going back to school? Like you should do something. Like, fair enough, you drop out of this school, but like you should go back to school at some point. Right. Uh, it's it, until. 
you know, the past 10, 15 years or so, uh, it definitely was not. Bartending and service industry in general is definitely not something that you could be seen as making a proper career out of. Uh, it was kind of, you know, vilified as, yeah, I'm going to do this while I go through school, or in my case, like, while I go through school and then figure out, out what else I'm going to do. Exactly. And just sort of doing it on the side. And then I think for a lot of us, it, it just sort of morphs into more of a, a passion and more of like a creative endeavor. And yeah, that can, that can definitely be difficult um, explaining to, you know, the, yeah. the folks who paid for you to live for 18 years. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and don't want to... drinking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. want to want to see you, you know, fixing people, making people better rather than making them drunk. Exactly. Yeah, because but, I went through this progress, uh, process of... I uh, dropped out of uh, um, Copenhagen Business School, mm-hmm. um, became a full-time bartender back in Copenhagen, then moved twice, then like two years ago. Started first half year in uh, const- uh, first. I was p- supposed to start the first half year in constructions. I did one yeah. month, um, <laughs> and after one month, I was like, "This is so boring. I'm gonna go back to bartending." I called my mom and I think I'm just gonna stay in the service industry forever. And she said, "She said, I know. Yeah, I've known that since you were like a kid. <laughs> like Aww. you just told me. Like, yeah, I could have told you like long time ago because she knew like <laughs> it's all about for me. It's all well, about thanks, people. Mom. And yeah, <laughs> thank you for telling me now. <laughs> <laughs> but like she was here. I know. It's uh, like there's no surprises there. Because yeah, you're all about people, all about uh, one-on-one interaction and 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 customer service and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a big thing, and um, yeah, a lot of people might not be as lucky as both of us and Vikinger were um, to have supportive parents that you know really realize that this is something. Even not not just staying behind a bar necessarily, but you know, traveling and, and doing other related things in, in the industry. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky to have my parents support me as well, uh, no matter what I do. But, yeah, but yeah except, like, I see as soon also when you, your parents then come to your bar or your establishment or whatever, wherever you work mm-hmm. and see the passion you actually have for it, and then maybe think, yeah, I can see he's happier than when he was in school. Exactly, you know, like yeah. I think, I, think, I think that's what, you know, most parents want for their kids anyway, exactly. just, just to, uh, be happy, to be yeah. happy. Yeah, maybe, so. maybe we'll find that out one day exactly <laughs> but yeah i think it's a uh, it's it was, it was just a nice talk we actually had afterwards and yeah. next time we'll just keep uh, keep the mic right. and we'll just have to sit through the editing of it um, yeah but um yeah so i think uh i think we probably have just about enough rambled for this week um yeah in in the next episode we we may have another guest we may have some more um some more fun things to talk about. Hopefully, uh, have some fun things. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's always something happening. There will always be something. Maybe another guest. Can I promise that? Don't put any too much fun of promises out there. What? But you Who's never know. Promising. Yeah. <laughs> we're Exciting. promising. We're promising fun and and merriment and um, ooh, let's do another tasting and. Yeah, that's about time. And ooh, let's start this segment. This uh, customer horror stories. So uh, yeah, if you're our friend, we'll probably be. Talking to you over over the next week, collecting some uh, some fun, um, what not to do in bars, kind of material. Exactly. Then please send it to us on Instagram. Yeah. Scalibot, just out in one. S K A L I B O T N. Yeah. Send us uh, send us that. Um, other, you know, recommendations if you want to be on the show, perhaps. 
Yeah. We're just, we don't uh, take wishes. I want to be on the show. <laughs> well, <laughs> then me. you're not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anywho, um, thank you for listening once again. Um, Scarlybud here, Sigi, Alana, over and out. Yeah. Peace.